So you loaded up PS, whatever it is. Whatever the... 105. <laughs> what is it from uh, Terminator 2? Anybody not wearing two million sunblock is gonna have a real bad day, get it? Welcome to Double T's, a podcast for you Here's we're taking you on a journey Wipe away your fears with laughter and stories We'll entertain you each day Join us now in this podcast It's time to press play Double T's, catch your thieves where you wanna be Tune in and have a blast We'll make your worries flee You can't keep your ears off We're bringing the groove Double T's podcast Let us make your spirits move I'm gonna be that guy on the beach you know, there's all these, like, young, attractive Cuban and Spanish guys going around, no body hair whatsoever, and then there's me, the 40-year-old overweight Irish guy in a T-shirt. But that's what happens when you've got the Irish skin, the skin that burns. And the, the funny thing, I, don't, I, I know that there's a, a medical term for this, I can't remember what it's called, where people, they have, like, just white skin, and they're, they're dark skin, but they have patches of white skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Bro? Jackson thing. Yeah. I don't have that, but my legs do not tan. They will burn. They'll turn red. They'll burn. I'll get the, the burn marks, and then the next day the burn will be gone, but they'll still be Irish white. Yeah. So, and everyone makes fun of me because in the summer, if my arms are really dark, like here, like just look side by side yeah. and see. They just don't tan. <laughs> the only time I've had tanned legs is when I uh, I went through a very embarrassing, uh, I guess, an early 20s phase where I started going to tanning salons. What? Because I was, I was uh, like... Like the tan inside the, like the lights? The yeah, thing? like tanning beds and stuff. The, the first time I did it was back in, oh, what would it have been, 2008, 2009, before my brother's wedding in the Dominican. Basically, uh, my, uh, my my one brother told me, he's like, you need to get a base tan or you're going to fry. So he took me to the tanning salon for the first time. I started going. And then, I'm not sure how long after that, but I got into, like, not the culture of it, but I started going to the stand-up ones where they the thing would go around and spray you. And then I dyed my hair platinum blonde. And I had, like... <laughs> I can't even make this stuff up. I could find the, some of the old pictures on Facebook, but yeah, it, it was a bad phase. And uh, uh, the, the day I knew I had to stop was when uh, I went into work one day and this guy was being a jerk and I was just eyeballing him like he thought he was so funny and I'm just staring the guy down, not <laughs> laughing. And he's like, you know, most people think I'm funny, but this guy seems to have a problem with me probably because he left the surfboard at home. Dude. And I was just like, <laughs> I thought, oh shit. Did you do like all your frosted tips or like all? Oh, oh no, it was, it was the whole thing. Yeah. And and at the time, I had a, a <laughs> my sister-in-law was a, uh, she, she owned her own salon. And it's amazing how if you come home with a crazy haircut, your parents will look at you and go, what the hell is wrong with you? But if you go to the, a salon owned by someone they know, they'll go, oh, they do such great work. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so when I would come home with platinum blonde hair and stuff shaved into my head, they'd think, oh, wow, she just she does such great, great work. Art. <laughs> and on the inside, they're dying. Like, what has my son done to himself? Holy. But, but yeah, that was... Yeah, the it was a phase. It was a phase. It came, it went, and luckily, uh, the internet. Of course, the internet was a thing back then. YouTube was a thing back then. But 
most of that is drifted off into obscurity. Like it doesn't fall. Oh, that's around. too bad. It, people don't know about. That'd it be a I great. That would be a great meme on the, the website. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? If uh, <laughs> if this segment is like people are like, oh, I want to see the stupid platinum blonde pictures. Yeah, I could probably dig a few of them up. I think there was one one picture I took of the back of my head because I got. I got the stylist to carve like it looked like Wolverine had scratched the back of my head. I had like yeah. scratch marks in the platinum blonde. And the thing is, when my dark brown hair grew in, it really made it stand out. Oh. Yeah, but again, it's it was a phase. I my hair was dyed blonde once. Okay, yeah. well, tell tell me. Oh, uh, you know what? It was um, I don't know. It was probably 15 years ago, maybe. Okay, it wasn't that long ago. I come home from work, uh-huh. and my daughter and her friends there. Oh. They want to dye my hair. I'm like, eh, what the hell? Now here's the thing: were you pressured into it, or did you? No, go, not really. You just thought it's like, yeah, fuck, it'll be fun. It'll right? be fun. Why not? So they did it. Yeah. And then my head was all burnt. It was all red, rash, everything. Oh. Yeah. And then the rash kind of went away and everything. It was blonde hair for a while. Just a couple of pictures of us camping and stuff. Hmm. And then uh, shortly thereafter, my hair started falling out. Ah! Oh shit. <laughs> so that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. That's so why it's. I think here's what we sparse. need to do. We need to find your picture of your blonde hair. And oh, then my, I'll so. find an old picture of my platinum blonde, and we could do a nice side by side. The the bad phases of 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 hair. Yeah. But yeah, oh, again, this is going years back when I was in the I guess the thick of my YouTube phase back in the day when I was reviewing uh, mixed martial arts fights and stuff. I would always do funky stuff with my hair. Yeah. And the platinum blonde was one thing, but it all started because of how I got into it. I'd uh, dyed my hair to look like a Canadian flag for Canada Day back in, oh, I want to say 2000, maybe 2002. And I thought, oh, Canada Day, it'll be fun. I'll get red on the sides, blonde all the way back, and then a maple leaf dyed into the back of my head. And shortly after this, when I'd been wearing a hat, I'd been working as a painter all summer, I'd been wearing a hat and sweating like a whore in church. And it turned the red on the sides into like an orange that faded into a lighter orange. So it looked like a weird rainbow thing. <laughs> and it was around that time I started reviewing, like, like making videos about mixed martial arts. And uh, the, the big thing that had happened back then, I don't know if you ever followed UFC or anything, but when uh, Ken Shamrock fought Tito Ortiz for yeah, the second time, yeah. the stoppage was like a huge issue. The first video I made was about that stoppage and how people need to like like basically shut up for the love of everything sacred and holy would you please shut your yappa shut up or like because the comment section was poisonous it still is to this day but because i'm the overweight guy reviewing mixed martial arts with the stupidest haircut ever I yeah. almost feel like that's why it got shared around as much as it did, because they're like, look at this clown with this stupid haircut. Sometimes sometimes the, the, the weirdest things or the, the dumbest mistakes, they go viral. Yeah. Right? Actually, there's a guy that fought last weekend or something. He's got all weird color hair. Yeah. And he, he docked the guy out. Skinny guy. And he uh, knocked a guy. I can't think of the guy's name, but uh, right now. Uh, I'm not sure. He's got all rainbow color hair and everything. And he... Uh, 
And see, I used to know I everybody. The guy. I used to I used to follow it so closely, and now it's like I I, I barely know who anybody is, unless I've heard Joe Rogan talking about him. The Joe Rogan experience. Right. Then it's like, oh, oh, who's this guy? Like, I know the big names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I, I feel like the, the fight game is now drifting into something really just obscure and ridiculous. Like, it's... it's Like, like boxers fighting yeah, MMA I, guys. I mean, and... most, most MMA guys train. They train in boxing. They have to have the stand-up skills. Some are really natural at it, and some are... They just do it to survive, but... Uh, I... It feels like it's drifting more towards the WWE. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. right here in Toronto's Maple Leaf Gardens. Don't you dare miss this one. Right, right now. It's, mm. it's becoming more about the entertainment value than the actual art of the combat. And that was that was a problem back in the day, because Dana White would always throw these huge bonuses to people who made the fight exciting. Right. You know, it wasn't about winning. It was about did did you put on a good show, you know? And then you'd have guys that probably could have won the fight easily, but they want to make it exciting, so they stand up when they probably shouldn't and get knocked out. And nowadays, like I don't, know, I don't even want to mention the guys. All the pre shit and everything, like Conor McGregor and all that razzle with dazzle before yeah. and talk and everything. Here's the thing, though, and, and I'm not a fan of Conor McGregor. I, I I think that he had a lot of he has a lot of fight talent, and he's got the gift of gab, which is great. He takes it too far, um, and a lot of it becomes sensationalized bullshit. But I gotta tell you, th- th- there's nothing more satisfying to me than when a guy with a big mouth gets shut up. And when Khabib was beating the living shit out of Conor McGregor and saying, let's talk now, let's talk now. I I, I didn't watch the fight when it first came out, um, but I heard someone else talking about that clip and I started watching all the like fight press and hearing about Khabib and then hearing like seeing all the stuff that Conor McGregor did and, you know, like shit talking his country and shit talking his, his family and his father. When, when someone yeah. does someone something like that, and then you just bash the living shit out of them, and their comeback is it's just business. I love watching bullies get what get what's coming to them. Yeah, well, yeah, he's well. Who else? Uh, he's not the only guy. This guy here, Sean O'Malley. He's a guy. Familiar. He's the guy that just fought and. Uh, is this the guy you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, the guy with the rainbow hair. Oh, okay. He fought. Uh, I don't know. Some guy Sterling knocked him out in the second round. Bent, bantamweight uh, champion of the world. Wow. I feel like you don't see as many knockouts with the smaller guys. I mean, I might be wrong statistically, but when I see a lot of those fights, it's. I feel he's like not. The, uh, he's he's not one of those big, huge, muscle-bound guys. He's pretty. He's pretty uh, thin. Yeah, but, but I uh, mean, if they know how to. Let's see what I mean by his hair is all. Yeah, he had he had purple hair in the fight or pink hair in the fight, but uh, you know that's like war paint almost. Yeah, but he, in the last you know ten years, he hasn't put on much weight or got very much bigger or anything to that effect, right? Not good to be constantly dropping and putting. I think the he's weight gotten a few on. more tattoos though. Oh yeah, I love the face tattoos. <laughs> and here's here's the funny thing when I uh, and I know it might be judgmental, it might be you know a, a stigma. Or, but when I see someone who puts a tattoo on their face, I just can't help but think, like, like that that's something you can't go back from. I mean, yeah, you could get it removed, but 
you're making a pretty solid decision about your 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 path in life when you're doing that and one of the only people that i give a pass because it it just seems right tyson i broke my back what do you mean by that you broke back is broken what post malone oh post malone like yeah tyson (laughs) because the thing is tyson did one and it, it's become like synonymous. One tribal one, yeah, yeah. One tribal one. It's become kind of synonymous with his image. Like, I love that scene in uh, Hangover 2. <laughs> yeah. You better get that fucking scene removed. But by the way, you really need to remove that fucking tattoo from your face. Yep. On it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, that's that's like his thing. He kind of owns that. Yeah. But uh, I remember uh, I was looking at an episode of Hot Ones and Post Malone was on it. And, like, the cover art was him with his sunglasses on, and he had him upside down. And he's got all the tattoos on his face, and I really didn't know who he was. And I was like, I'm not fucking, I'm not watching this episode. And then eventually I watched it, because my wife really likes Post Malone. And I was, like, I was like charmed by this guy. Right. Because he is such a, like, a nice... Down-to-earth. Down-to-earth, yeah. like, relatable guy. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it takes a lot for... Uh, and, again, I hate to admit to being having that kind of judgmental thing but i think everyone does it even if they'll never admit it but i'll also admit when i'm wrong because i mean he is kind of a, a cool guy and I, yeah i saw him on uh Jorgen not that long ago yeah we were listening to that coming yeah. back from uh i don't know where we were but it was a long ass car drive and yeah <laughs> gotta be a long ass car ride to listen to any of joe rogan's well, ones that man. one in three hours that one's three and a half hours it's crazy <laughs> And it's like, they're like, oh, you want to wrap it up? And I'm looking at the podcast, and the, he says, do you want to wrap it up at the three-hour mark? I'm like, do they wrap it up for another 30 minutes? Like, what what goes on here? Well, I guess we should start this podcast. I guess we should. I mean, why the hell not? Welcome to the Double D's Podcast. You just can't keep your ears off or something like that. <laughs> You can't keep it. What is it? You can't take your ears off it? Double D's. You can't <laughs> can't take your ears off them. Uh, it made me chuckle. There's probably going to be someone in the comments like, You misogynistic bastards! If I find the misogynistic bastard that invented heels, I'll kill him. It's like, well, it's 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 a play on words. It's, uh, it's meant to be. It's meant to inspire a chuckle. <laughs> Not, yeah. not much more than that. Yeah, if, if you're going to get offended, maybe you shouldn't just listen to well, it. Well, I can guarantee um, if you're easily offended, this is the podcast for you because <laughs> we will satisfy your need for being offended. <laughs> awesome. And we're not even planning on being offensive, but. No, we're just going to be real. Very real. So oh. I'm Doug. I'm Dan. And this is uh, episode one. I guess this is going to be our origin story. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess we'd have to like kind of roll back into uh, the the origins of how Double D came around, um, ranging all the way back to that uh, awkward first meeting, and then uh, five or six hours later when you threatened to kill me, <laughs> which is one of my. It's probably my favorite Doug story. Whenever I, I talk about like working on the show and meeting Doug, and I'm like, oh, I, I gotta tell you about the time Doug Doug said he was gonna kill me. It was awesome. Okay, okay. First of all. <laughs> thirsty let's get that going first what do we got here you just right. got back from cuba yeah i just got back from cuba. do you need drinks uh, well, glasses yeah, i figured we could split these that way we can get a kind of a taste of both because what we've got here oh there's a there's a story about about these um i i every day in your room oh very nice <laughs> nice 
nice mugs. So every day, well, anyone who's been to an all-inclusive knows, you, you go in, if you have a little fridge, they, they stock it with some stuff, then if you drink it, they bring more the next day. So I started stashing the beers in my suitcase every day. I went out to go to the beach or go to the pool, so they'd bring more. So by the end of it, I had a nice stash. So this one's called Cristal Extra. Yeah. 5.2%. So when I went to Cuba, that's all they had was Cristal. Yeah. Draft, can, bottle, that's it. Yeah. So, no any surprises here. Cheers. First drink on the show. And I mean, it's standard. It's a, you know, it's a good beer. It's all right. If, if you told me, and, and no offense to lovers of uh, Molson, but if you told me this was Molson Canadian and I had my eyes closed. So I hear you're from Canada. Yeah. I How's know. it going, eh? <laughs> Do you want a donut? <laughs> I thought all they had up in Canada were uh, lumberjacks and curlers. <laughs> Is there running water up there? <laughs> Where's your tube, eh? <laughs> New dude beauty. You'd think it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or Molson Export, because there is a bit of a different zip to it. When I was younger, that's all I drank was X. Molson Export? Yeah, at the Armadillo. The first time I got drunk, of course, I was at the cottage with my older siblings, and I was 13, <laughs> because that's what big brothers are for. It was all Molson Canadian. I finished it off with a Molson Export, and then I... Uh, you ever seen Dazed and Confused? Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> yeah, we did that one night. We were doing a bunch of them. The, somebody does uh, glass blowing in your family? Yeah, no, somebody, um, we were at some place, I can't even remember. Somebody uh, Somebody else was doing them. That is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that scene, there's this great scene. And it's funny, it's the guy who plays Rip on uh, Yellowstone. Cole Hauser. Oh, yeah. That guy, but this was like probably one of his first movies. There's a scene in Days and Confused where he's drunk as shit. He's sitting on a lawn chair in the back of a pickup truck. He goes to stand up, teeters, and then he just kind of sits back down and realizes he's too drunk to stand up. I did one of those and almost fell into the fire pit. So those are my wonderful memories of the first time I was intoxicated. I... Yeah, <laughs> but that's a, that's time, a really cool truth. Sometime in college, I got that. Oh yeah, I didn't go to college to learn no. Uh, well, I mean, depending on the age you're in, I might have originally went there for that reason, but it didn't happen. No, usually doesn't. So, I mean, how okay? Well, let's 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 get this. How old were you when you went to college? I mean, if that's too personal a question. Yeah, it, I don't know, like nineteen. Okay, so. St- like standard age like right out of high school yeah right out of high school uh, I don't think anyone wants to learn when they have that level of f- freedom like the difference <laughs> between high school and college like you're going from something that's very structured and institutionalized to if you if you come I don't care yeah like if you don't come to class we don't get the teachers don't give a shit yeah I would get that if if high school was I didn't do very well in high school either I, I, I was a, if I it was, was raining, a, I didn't want to get my hair wet, so I didn't go to school type of thing. I, I got I was a 90s student in high school. Fuck. <laughs> Especially uh, I in typing, my, my so. favorite class, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no. I think they... I don't even remember studying for exams. I don't remember. But I think they passed me to get me the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. It's serious because it's very important. Base. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, and, and again, not to not to kind of focus on the age thing again, but like because again, the way I they, wasn't twenty seven in high school. No. I'm not saying you were twenty seven <laughs> in high school, but I mean, uh, generationally, people look at like, oh, there was a time where a kid would get held back if they weren't doing well. There was a time when, um, right, like they would fail somebody in a high school class, whereas now it feels like they're just pushing everyone through. In junior public, I, I know friends that were held back. Okay. Um, but I didn't really... I mean, that was... I just kind of coasted through those age. Yeah. And then I got in high school, I was, wasn't interested in that shit. So what would you say that is what you were interested in? Like, okay, like, Playing. did you have, like, one class that you, like, gravitated towards? Like, shop? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Cuba. Cuba. I don't know. I was, uh, you know, electrical, like house wiring and stuff. Um, uh, I was into sports, you know, okay. playing hockey and football and stuff. But uh, like for the school or just like on your yeah, own? For the school. Yeah, for school. And I played hockey mostly on like, you oh. know, and rep and on the side and stuff. But Are you one of those like scholarship kids from the 80s and uh, 90s movies? No scholarship. You're like there. Andrew from Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, doesn't want to yeah. blow his ride. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> the sports jock. But uh, no, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I was, I was not a, I was a. I mean, I know I don't necessarily look it, but I was a theater kid. Yeah, to a degree, I did theater because there was no film. Right, and that's the only way I can really sum it up. Like, and I knew people who went to one of my oldest friends. His younger brother went to a high school that specialized in the arts, and I was so jealous and pissed. I was like, "Why? Why? 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 Why did they not have anything like that around where I am?" And and the funny thing is, is he's now a paramedic. Like, he pursued some of it. He did some stuff with art. Like, my tattoos on my calves, the little Irish guy and little Scottish guy, he designed those for me. And then I brought them to a tattoo artist, and they got done. That's awesome. But in, in high school, I did, I did theater because I so badly just wanted to do something. And I ended up doing stuff like a Greek tragedy in grade 11, where I right. played Heracles. Did you know that despite being the subject of Hera's torment for much of his life, Heracles' name actually means glory of Hera. Of all friggin' people. <laughs> and <laughs> Joseph. And the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I got to be Jacob, the dad, who, you know, had all the wives. But I didn't sing. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> they're like, we want you to be in it. We want you to be the king. We want oh, you to no be... singing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we want you to play the king who does, like, the Elvis thing. I'm like, no. As <laughs> like, I don't want a singing part. And they're like, okay, you can be the dad. And we'll get the narrator to sing all your parts. And I was like, done. Let's do this. <laughs> so so from theater in high school to fast forward to last year, uh -huh. how did you bump into Chris? Okay, so funny. Um, my, so I guess I, we should explain who Chris is first. Yeah, Chris. Uh, actually, Chris is the reason Doug and I met in the first place. Um uh, Without going too much into his backstory, Chris is a uh, what, what what do you call it a um, Renaissance man of uh, like film and and TV. The guy who does everything, writes, directs, uh, produces. 
edits, does yeah. everything. Yeah. Sound. He's uh, one of those guys who finances. Yeah, <laughs> does finances. it all. Yeah, does yeah. it all. And uh, I've been trying to get this show going for over ten years, and uh, it was making a, an additional attempt. I think his third attempt to get this show going, and um, I mean, I guess you, you met him first. Yeah, the show's so. called uh, "Those Who Remain." It's been two years since the start of the sudden rapid spreading virus, now known as the Nine Virus. We humans aren't nearly as evolved as we like to pretend that we are. We had all these rules and all these structures that were supposed to perpetuate the idea that we had somehow reached the top. At the end of the day, we found ourselves right here in the dirt with the rest of the animals looking for our next bite to eat. helping the process along. What are you going to do to us? Yep, and it's on YouTube under, uh, what's his channel name? Fruitbox Films. Fruitbox Films. So he's got a couple episodes on there. Episode one is called New Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the way I met Chris is he was looking, he was doing a casting call, and my mother-in-law... Okay, we've got a lot of people to replace, so let's just get to it. Jamie Spicer-Lewis reading for the role of Matt. Hi, Matt. Just give us a second, okay? Sure. What the hell is this? That role is already filled by me. Um, saw this and because it was posted in a Moonstone group, and she sent it to me kind of as a, oh hey look at this. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is is if I just kind of gone me, like I feel like like messaging him has sent me down this this uh, path yeah. where this whole other part of myself that had been laying dormant and I kept trying to wake it up. I did all kinds of different things over the last 10 years to wake up this creative need to, like, film something or be part of something. Uh, I just messaged him, and I'm like, hey, uh, I live in the area, and, uh, you know, I went to acting school back in, like, 2004. Uh, I'd love to be a part of this thing. And, yeah, we started talking, and I just started weaseling my way deeper and deeper <laughs> into into playing something on this show. And you know what the funny thing is? He was uh, trying to cast some bandits. He was trying to cast... Uh, he was trying to cast Dormus, the mad scientist character. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I got, like, so this uh, this bounty hunter... Or, no, not bounty hunter, this... Uh, bandit guy who's a small character and I want him to be a bit bigger so I might write some additional stuff for him. I got the mad scientist and I was like, ooh, tell me about the mad scientist. And uh, I could tell instantly. He's like, no. Read my lips. No. <laughs> he's like, uh, you could play this guy and maybe this guy later. Uh, 
but uh, no, I I felt the instant you're not, you're not not, not his not dormant. vision, and I, I was fine with that, but it it evolved from there. Um, we can we can get back to that because that that's how I met Chris. I met him through just a, a casting call. Yeah, but um, I don't know if I've ever heard the story of how you and Chris met. Well, it was uh, it's almost the same thing. Um, I guess he there was a post kind of a casting call or whatever for his show with the the, the post apocalyptic, you know, ghouls and, and and people trying to control the earth uh, type of scenario thing, right? Yeah. And uh, and because of me and my past and I've done a lot of uh, uh, extra stuff with, with zombies and oh God, I love and different pictures. things. Yeah, there's all sorts of the pictures shit I've been great. in. I used to do a whole bunch of extra stuff on a whole bunch of different shows. Um, but I really enjoyed the zombie stuff. And you know, our friends would get together and we'd do, I'd dress up like the best zombies ever. Shit nice. like that, right? So... So, uh, so this one came up, and uh, a friend of mine, April, she sent a message me. She goes, hey, this is right down your alley. The same time, my wife did, too. So they both did? Yeah, they both sent up to me, right? Oh, my God. So I'm like, oh, so I, so I messaged them. I said, hey, you know, I'm up here at Moonstone, and I really, you know, you got a cool little idea here and stuff. And if you're looking for shooting areas, come up to my property and have a, let's have a look around. Wow. So we came up. Um, he came up and he probably spent, <laughs> I don't know how long he was here, maybe four hours. I, I remember him saying he's, and we walked he everywhere. All right, get out of here. All of you, move oh, it. Come on, let's go. Hapaya, hapaya. Hey. No, 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 not there. Not there. Oh, yeah, he was so passionate and so excited about it. Yeah. And that excited me about the project and everything and, and, you know, being able to get my fingers and be a part of it in any way I could, right? And uh, he was, you know, he kept kind of pushing around, well, do you want to play a character? Well, I didn't really know any of the characters. I'm like, well, see what you got or whatever. But, you know, did I'd love to help you in the meantime do anything. Did he want you to be Dormus? Or no, I, I never asked him. I think he mentioned Dirty Dave. Uh, he mentioned a bunch of characters, but he never really explained any of them to me, okay. especially not the first time. So, yeah, it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night, and we were upstairs, and Denise was in the room, and he just kept talking and talking about the show, and mm -hmm. he was so excited and just going over it and everything, and it kind of evolved from there, right? Yeah. And then he came back another day, and we walked around in the rain looking at spots to shoot, and, and then the third time, that's when that's where the first shoot and you guys all showed up um, and I found out that yeah, you live around the corner from me yeah and I mean <laughs> oh my I can't tell you it was so funny when it's like okay Moonstone great I got like a, a you know a 7 to 20 minute drive depending on where this is I put it in the <laughs> GPS and I'm like this is down the street. <laughs> oh my god, I could walk. This is amazing. And then like anytime I found out it's like, okay, shooting day, it's gonna be at Doug's. I'm like, yes! <laughs> I don't have to worry about this shit. And, and I, I know Chris loved it because yeah. I never cost him a cent in gas, which is great. Yeah, the, yeah. The the cheapest actor you could ask for. <laughs> but uh yeah, the first that first day was crazy. Because it was uh, we tried to get a lot done on that first day. Yeah, yeah. That would that was the first day we shot jet lag, right? Too. We shot. It started with uh, the skull bashing out in the the, the pasture there, where I, I first was charged. How much? Fifteen dollars. 
Fifteen dollars for both of us. No, it's you fifteen dollars. Me love you long time. Fifteen dollars for chopping up one of your trees with a machete. Uh, there was the skull. <laughs> that's a that's great, right. That's right. That's, that's in the BTS and everything. Uh, the skull bashing. You can breathe. You can blink. You can cry. Hell, you're all gonna be doing that. Oh, look at that! Taking it like a champ. My and then we filmed the shed, right, with uh, the he who shall not be named, and yeah, when I got killed, and then we took a break, and we were gonna film the jet lag scene, and then that's when we lost the light. Yeah, and uh, it was going pretty good, and I had to invent a character on the spot because whoever was supposed to play the bandit didn't show up. And originally, well, and, and this is, this again goes back to me and Chris first talking about the show. Uh, the character he wanted me to play was first the guy who gets shot in the junk and shot in the head. And then this character, Biscuit, who he wasn't sure if he wanted to call it Biscuit or Cookie. He just wanted the character to have a stupid name. Right. And that and that's where that all came from. And I, <laughs> as he's telling me about this character, he's like, yeah, he doesn't really have an arc or he doesn't really have any, any characteristics. And I was like, well, what's he like? He's like, well, he's not dumb, but he's not smart. That's all I got to go off of. And in my head, I'm like, like iceberg. It's, he's like giving me this little tip. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. create a, a, a novella of backstory for this guy. And that's when I, I, I went out shopping to a, a thrift store and I was just looking for stuff. Looking, And I found the pair of pants that I never actually used for the character. They were just like gray cargo pants. And I found uh, a little t-ball bat. And I thought, oh, okay. He's, you know, he goes around with a club. And then I got the idea to carve biscuit into and the bat it, yeah. and, and turn it into this whole weapon. And I did a whole video documenting the stuff and I was trying the lookout. And um, I showed up to, uh, no, no, it, it was it was before we showed up to film the first day. I was kind of showing him the idea of what I had for the character and telling him some of the backstory, and he said, actually, I, I don't think I want you to play Biscuit in that scene anymore. And I was like, okay. He's like, I think I want to use this character later in the show. Like, I like what you've come up with. Let's, let's make just a random bandit be in the jet lag scene, and then we'll, we'll bring Biscuit in later. And... I can't remember who suggested it first about him being a bounty hunter, but I, I think I think it, Chris said that we, could, we could make him like a bounty hunter or something. I don't know. I'd have to. I'm not sure where that part came from, right. but it, it all just started coming together. And so then, then, so Biscuit turned into Pugsley. I'm Pugsley. Technically, yeah, because right. Pugsley was never supposed to exist. Right. It was just supposed to be kind of like in the original. Did you ever see yeah. the original scene? I did after his first meeting. I had to check it out on yeah. YouTube. I and, saw and, that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that scene. <laughs> and the setting was so good. They were actually chained up and yeah. the roof was falling apart. That yeah. was a great set. Uh, but it was supposed to be just that regular bandit again. Right. But the guy didn't show up. So, like, last minute, I said to him, I was like, hey, if you need me to throw a mask on and play the bandit or do whatever, I can I can come up with something. And he's like, ah, we're about to start shooting in five minutes. Okay. So I started <laughs> digging through the crate, 
and I came up the original idea I came up with was so stupid and I don't know if you ever saw it but it was like I had a, a, a mask over half of my face I had a blue lantern that I was walking around with like I had a hunch on my back kind of like a phantom of the opera meets the hunchback in Notre Dame kind of like Renfield from Dracula meets <laughs> yeah. uh, Quasimodo right <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I, I walked up and I'm like what do you think of this and he's like ah whatever I don't care <laughs> He's like, okay, fine. And I'm like, no, it's not good enough. It's crap. It's shit. Get it off the set. And then I found that that freaking mask. And the wheels started turning. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I've got the bandana out. And I don't know at what point I pulled the bandana things up to make it look like little red ears, horns. But uh, it just... The horns. <laughs> it turned into this whole thing with the character. And my only regret is the way I chose to do his voice. Because yeah. the idea of his jaw being wired shut... Need dental and that's why he doesn't talk very much it sounds good on paper but it's really hard to talk and be understood especially Mm. through all those layers Mm. and we didn't have the good mics like we have now we had the the boom mic back then and everything i said sounded just dumb and if i'd had time to work the character like i did after because we filmed the jet lag scene and then i spent like almost eight months with Pugsley refining the character and finally finding the voice I liked and then I was like I can't do the voice because I've created all this character stuff with my jaw being screwed up Mm. but um, yeah that's how Pugsley was born last minute with uh, literally last minute and just start shooting and luckily we got a second chance to do it again it was a little better but that was that was a that was probably one of the more complicated shoots we've done was that four actors in the scene altogether yeah and yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we've done that since i mean technically the scavenger scene but like not not the um no we haven't done not really not really no but that was like four people and they're all kind of bouncing off of each yeah. other even the scavenger scene it's like there's three at a time at most and I haven't then, even seen that scene, so... Uh, there's a lot of scenes I haven't even he didn't, seen. He didn't send you the link of at least the fight part of it? No. You didn't see the fight? Oh. No, no, so... It actually... It, well, I, I, I kind of did puppy dog eyes yeah. after he released uh, episode zero with all the, the unused footage. Yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. it, and I see that. Some of the unused footage. Some of it. Not all and, of it. And that's the thing. It's because he hasn't... He hadn't edited it yet. Yeah. Understandably, because yeah. he had so much going on, and then it's like... Some of that footage is meant for, like, episode 7, episode 9. Yeah. Way, way down the road. Um, so when he released it all, I said, oh, it would have been really cool to see the fight scene with the scavengers and see the scene walking through the woods with Miles. And he's like, I never edited that footage. Yeah. And it's because he had so much other stuff on the go. And I was kind of like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, tell you what, I'll edit it together so you can see it. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So when that gets sent, then... Trying to do it. a series on YouTube is tough. Um, because, I mean, because you're, you're, you're filming different dates and you're trying to put together all the series, yeah. right? And, and different than doing a short or, or like even an hour or hour and a half movie type of thing where you can film everything within a couple of weeks and then you throw it all together, right? Yeah. Where the series develops over time. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, and it's that's that's it's that's what I noticed from doing like both sides, right? Let's see that both sides. Yeah, I mean, doing a show, especially a show with as many characters as are in in there. Yeah, and yeah, that it was overwhelming, and I mean, it's it's sad kind of the way it ended up, but I honestly think it's a sleeping it's a sleeping thing. It's not dead. 
I mean, I, I, as much as... Yeah, I hope so, too. I, and every time, and this is the thing, every yeah, time you kind of learn from from it, and I don't think it should... I, and again, it's not my show. It, this is not your show. Yes. I, I throw out, you know, the occasional idea and, and hope that it helps. Um, but I almost feel like it should be not a collection of episodes, but a collection of scenes. You know? Where it's like, it, it, it's not like, oh, episode one, and then the story continues in episode two. It's like, you got a bunch of these characters, and in, in certain episodes, they may cross over, but they're all kind of contained. And if it ever starts to pick up, and the interest is there, then you can kind of form it into an right. episode, episode show. But instead, it it, as a start, it's like, oh, okay. Well, here's a scene with these characters. Here's a scene with those characters. Introducing the characters to your audience. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, you can have a lot of fun In with parts it. of the story. Yeah. yeah, and you have some fun with it where it's like, okay, these characters might never meet, but let's put them in a situation where they do. Hmm. You know, like we were uh, jokingly joking about stuff like that in the chat one time where we were talking about, like, oh, well, what if we did this? Like, you know, like Grizz and, and Flintlock and Biscuit are all sitting around the fire eating steaks and just talking about stuff. And, and it was like uh, fan fiction almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I, 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 I want to see something else happen with it, but I think for now the focus has to be on smaller projects. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like this podcast. Yeah. Like this pod show. Yeah, welcome back for anyone who's just joining us now at the 36-minute mark. This is the Double D Podcast, sponsored by beer that was stolen from Cuba. Speaking of which, uh, do you want to have... Uh Let's see plastic bottle beer. Okay, yeah, this is plastic bottle beer. This um, is from Cuba, too? This is all this is from Cuba. Wow, they've uh, really um, upgraded their game since I've been there. Yeah, so, okay, these are technically the same thing. This is uh, Perla... Per, no, wait, they're different. This one is per, Peranda, and this one is Perla Nagara. Nagara. Now, that's, here's the thing. That's Jamaican or something, is it? Yeah, this is uh, this is a sad story with this red can. I um, didn't realize... I didn't look closely enough. I brought back... One can of this, three cans of this, and one bottle of this. This doesn't have any alcohol in it. Ew, 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 ew. Ew. Ew, David. <laughs> and that I, is a sad story. I did not even look. And I crack open the suitcase, and my wife looks at it, and she's like, what, is, what did you do? I'm like, I brought some stuff home. And the first thing she notices is, this doesn't have any alcohol in it. She's like, did you know that? I'm like, uh... Goes through my head. And I haven't this? Even, yeah, I haven't even tried it. I don't know. Walter. That says right there. It's uh, an alcohol. Yeah. I just I I didn't look. I <laughs> it's one of those things. That's funny. And as, as stupid as I feel about it, I figure, you know what? Well, it probably uh, still tastes like a beer, though. Yeah, probably. Well, and then we have the excuse that we weren't just getting loaded the whole time. <laughs> because we took a break. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you choose if we're going to do the uh, the plastic bottle with alcohol or the uh, proof that I made. Well, let's do the plastic bottle All with right. alcohol. Right, since, we're already like, we're, since we're already there. I like the way you think there, Dougie. <laughs> you want a beer, pal? Oh, what are you drinking? I got this non-alcoholic shit. What's that? It's like a non-alcoholic beer. It's got no no alcohol. Is it beer? Yeah, with no alcohol. 
But you, you drink enough, and if you drink a lot, they get you fucked up. No, there's no alcohol. That's the fucking point. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I can get you beer if you want fucking no, beer. No, but I, I don't drink, you remember? I don't drink anymore. Oh, you want to go inside and blow some lines of baking powder? <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine ever not enjoying getting fucked up. Yeah. I love it. But I was being sober. Fucking sucks. Boring, right? I'm so boring. I want to kill myself. And since I like the way you think, maybe uh, I already we danced around this, but uh, maybe I'll tell the story about the when you threatened to kill me that time. Oh, please do! It's one of my favorite stories because I I sometimes uh, compare you to my uncle Steve, uh, who's a great, well-read man. Very uh, okay. Just 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 to clarify, I have no idea what the story. Where are you going to go with it? I'll probably remember, but right now I don't have a clue where you're I going. I have video. It's in of me the, trying to kill you. I'm, I don't know if it's in the BTS, but I, I think I I have the footage because I was recording on my phone. Uh, so okay, here's <laughs> okay. Roll. I, oh my god, I gotta. I'll try and look, look back and find it. You know what I'll do? I'll uh, I'll send it to you, yeah, after, we'll, and we can insert. We'll it. throw that up on our social media. Absolutely. So we're filming the jet lag scene, and we're taking a break. I think this was the first day when we didn't quite finish it. Okay. We're filming the jet lag scene. We're taking a break because it was you, Chris, and Cody in the house. And I went out to grab something, and I came back in, and I was pretending to, like, do a first-person gun thing. Yeah. And then I pointed, I, I just the, the little revolver I used, the, the the BB gun. The real gun, yeah. And it doesn't have anything in it, and I made The loaded sure. real gun. It had no bullets. It, yeah, was, it yeah. was an unloaded, no CO2 on, BB on, gun. On the set of Rust? On okay. The set. <laughs> okay. And I came in, and I always like to give Chris shit about this line he said in um, one of his earlier videos as the Grizz character. Uh, it was his uh, Cyber Chase videos. Yes. Did you ever watch any of those? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I, well, there was one. He was trying to show me, back when I wanted to know more about Dormus, I said, oh, show me a video of Dormus. And it was a Cyber Chase video, and there's one scene where the character that I guess is controlling the thing is pointing a gun, and he's like, whoa, hey now, you wouldn't shoot old Grizz, would you? You wouldn't shoot old Grizz, would you? <laughs> I'm a nice fella. I'm not one of the bad guys. I didn't told you. I'm not wearing the old black, okay? It's just, uh, it's not a video game. Your buddy Grizz ain't gonna respond if you shoot him in the face. <laughs> and I gave him so much shit about that. And then when I come in with the gun, I point it at him, and he says it. He's like, oh, you wouldn't shoot all Grizz, would you? And then Cody just yells, do it, Pugsley, and... I pretend to shoot him. And I'm pointing around, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's Cody. And I point, and I'm like, and that's Doug. And you're like, hey, when I point, I kind of like just swung the gun by you. Yeah. You're like, hey, hey. I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, we don't shoot Doug. And then I go to put the gun away, and you're just like, you know, I have my own guns. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. And I'm still like pissing my pants in the pugs and mask, and you're like, you know, I could hunt you through the hills of fucking Moonstone. And, and I'm just like, uh -oh. I, I think I quoted the Honey Badger thing, and I'm like, Doug, Doug don't fuck with nobody. <laughs> got it. I remember, I remember saying that. I got Hunting it. you down through the hills yeah, of Moonstone. Yeah, hunting me through the hills yeah. of Moonstone. And I like, again, we had met earlier that day, and I'm like, either this guy's got exactly the kind of personality I have, or me pointing a gun at him has like sparked some rage, and he's going to murder me. <laughs> All right, there's your face. Now I just got to go back to like the early. Oh, that's funny. Oh, here it is. 
this, and I'll let you put the password in. Oh, okay. I trust you that you won't do anything wonky with my phone. Pornhub.com. <laughs> granny, granny group. <laughs> Interracial old young. <laughs> yeah. we're pro- oh, here we go. Context where you, I didn't understand what the hell you said, but you said I'll get on the Argo out yeah, there yeah. <laughs> and hunt you down through the fucking hills of Moonstone, which is funny because uh, what was it like a month, two months ago? We actually went on the Argo, yeah, out there, and a little part of me is like, is this when he's gonna do it? <laughs> uh oh, is this is is this this is, fun ride might be the end? Yeah, it's like uh, there's all these deep puddles out here, and he's got the winch, and <laughs> is he just gonna run me down on this fucking thing? Take but, you down in the swamp. But yeah, that was one of my, my first impressions. And I remember talking to Chris later. I'm like, I don't know if Doug like hates my guts. I, I couldn't <laughs> tell. Because like, I, I accidentally waved the gun by him. And I mean, I know anybody who's worked on a film set knows that. You do not do shit like <laughs> no, that. No. And I mean, it was, again, I was just <laughs> fucking around. And I'm like, I know you've done stuff before. And I'm like, I, I, I got to know. Uh, I know this is kind of I'm, I'm bouncing around. In my 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 warp dry humor, usually nobody gets. I usually say things in a weird context, and people kind of take me kind of seriously. And in my mind, I'm just going, "Ah, oh, fuck! That would have been great if they laughed." But I'm laughing, so <laughs> you know. Yeah. Not everyone gets my sense of humor. Either. You're bouncing around. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask because uh, <laughs> back in the back in the day, I watched Unnatural Disaster. Unnatural Disaster. Isn't that the name of your movie? Oh, uh, Unnatural Apocalypse. Unnatural Apocalypse, sorry. Um, There's a scene where you're chasing the guy down, that Club Joe. Yeah. And you actually fire the shotgun. Yeah. Were you actually firing a live round in that scene? Yes. Ah, because it looked very authentic. Yeah. And I was like, like, did he get himself a blank or did he use some... No, I I shot birdshot. Down on the, 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 the down where we dragged. Uh, remember we were dragging uh, Percy Cuba. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In there, hmm. I just turned around, and fired a shot into the woods there. Oh, bird right. shot. Because I, I, when I was watching, I was like, he actually fired the gun in that scene. That's, <laughs> yeah. that looks legit. And and the guy I was chasing, yeah, is me. You were chasing yourself. Yeah, I was chasing myself. Oh, yeah. So we didn't have. We had. We had Joe. That that the whole movie was Joe's. I met Joe in hockey. I was coaching a, a Tottenham Junior A team, um, a Tier Two team, and Joe was the play by play guy and everything. Okay. And uh, we got linked up because he's done a lot of voice acting and stuff like that. And then he found out 
we had um, our opening our opening night we had uh, the guy that played uh, in goons he was the captain of the team all right boys listen up we're still in this thing we just need a quick one. Listen up, Cash! We gotta work harder than them, okay? Get harder than them, guys. You know what's hard work? Going through a divorce. She's trying to get all my money now. She can have half of it, I don't give a shit. The other half, hard work, mine. Some guys on their team are fucking divorced. Three guys there whose fucking marriages are in the fucking toilet. We're playing divorced guys. Yeah. We gotta be fucking triceps, biceps, arceps, hard. Hard. Greek fucking underground Gay porn hard. You're all Adonises. Highlanders, gay porn hard. Gay porn hard. Oh, the older guy, the him. drunk guy. The guy who plays uh, Tig on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and. Uh... What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Correction. Canadian Kim Coates, who played Tig in Sons of Anarchy, was the coach in Goon. The captain was played by fellow Canadian Richard Clarkin. So he was there to drop the puck and everything, and, and I was an extra in Goons and stuff. And, I love um, Goons. Yeah, and then Goons too. Uh, so we got talking, and Joe heard, and then one thing to let him, Joe's like, oh, I got this this idea for a project, and then, and then, and And you said, I, first, I got a great project. When I first moved it. in here, right, he was like, ah, oh, he wanted to do it, and he basically threw it all together. And his idea was, it's kind of the same thing as Chris. His idea was a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get anybody. Uh, you know, the, where, where do you do all the different scenes you wanted to do, this kind of stuff. And yeah. then it was rushed. He rushed to, to, just to get it out, and yeah, to of thing right but i, I mean the to, concept of the whole idea is okay but yeah oh i i liked the concept <laughs> i mean i i could tell you guys uh, you didn't have a lot of uh, people to work with so that kind of limits what you can do no. but the basic concept of the story is is pretty solid it's a a unique take on a, an apocalyptic situation um where like it's not that the people are being killed by something. It's that all the food is yeah. being rotted away by yeah. some virus. It was interesting. Like everyone's going to either starve to death or start eating each other. He's um, actually put together a, a director's cut. that uh, It's getting close to being let out, just some sound stuff he's got to work on. But it, it it's added the whole more to the story. The David Ripar, the, the guy that brought in the seeds, and, and the whole new section of the story that he's put together through all the little clips he's had and stuff. Well, that'd be cool. It's still not great, but yeah, it was you know fun to do, right? It was, a good, it was a good swing, <laughs> and clearly it... it uh, I, I remember reading the comments after I watched it, and a lot of people were like, it, it's nice to see something different. And that, that, like, not you know, Hollywood, yeah. And that's the thing. So many people, they haven't been exposed to, like, amateur stuff. They won't watch anything that they haven't heard from, a, you know, 12 people. It was good. Like, they won't... Yeah. branch out and do that i love to watch stuff i've never heard of with actors who've probably never done anything before and it, yeah sometimes it is a groan but sometimes you find stuff that's like legitimately decent or it has at least one really compelling idea it's crazy a movie's still getting like 500 to 600 views a month there you go <laughs> you know, it's crazy People are still checking it out it blew up right, right at the beginning it just went whoosh, skyrocketed right up real quick it was crazy that's great but yeah it was fun. 
Oh yeah, I mean making a making you know a movie with a friend or somebody who has the same kind of energy and passion that you do. That's that's the best. I would rather do that than work on a huge project with like nine people and a bunch of them are toxic and yeah. think that they're the shit and Not everything's got fun. a revolver on them. Yeah, that takes the fun out of it. The first uh, when I was in acting school. Um, the first thing I did was a, uh, and it was probably one of the only things I actually, the only thing I did. If you look on my IMDb page, it's just that, um, and it was a, a cop drama, and I was uh, originally supposed to play. There was two two like patrolmen that get called to a motel and find a dead hooker and bring in the detectives, and I was supposed to play the lead patrol guy but I looked too much like one of the detectives who was my older brother which is kind of how I got the role because mm. he knew the director <clears throat> but um, <laughs> one of the guys I worked with was just one of those toxic not toxic not like outwardly toxic but like you talk to him and he realizes you don't possess anything that will further his career so his uh, demeanor changes and he kind of like I'm going to talk to some other people who actually know people in the industry i'm gonna go rub elbows and it's like you don't have to be a dick yeah, yeah, yeah. like and and i've run into so much of that i i yep <clears throat> yeah i did on uh, heroes reborn heroes reborn new next thursday on nbc there's a couple of shoots big huge shoots when we were in odessa there was hundreds of people on the, in this shoot this is where all the i don't know if you ever watched uh, heroes reborn but it was basically no. uh it, there was humans that were mutants, mm -hmm. and they're and the regular people were trying to get rid of the mutants. And yeah, I saw the original heroes. Yeah, so this so, so the reborn was uh, it, it only lasted one season. So yeah. I had a character called Ernest uh, Leatherby on it. I no no talking parts, um, but um, there was this one scene uh, where Odessa was a big big fair and they're bringing all the all the people together and all the you know um, mutants and stuff and uh it, there was a terrorist stack there and it blew up but yeah there was you know we had all sorts of actors from like just the the one day person to yeah the, the good actors and everything and it was uh fried my head <laughs> it was so hot that day oh, but um you know yeah. you met all sorts of different people on that set yeah and that's the thing with the the bigger sets is you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna encounter a lot of that and that's why anytime I'm, I'm watching anything about a movie where they talk about how oh everything on set you know it was really great and everyone got along it's like no they didn't <laughs> get out of here uh, anyhow <laughs> what are you gonna do so this is a little bit of a heavier beer for sure uh, you know what? Honestly, I haven't considered how it tastes different. I've just been kind of on autopilot. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a little heavier. And the funny thing is, it's the alcohol percentage is actually less than the Cristal. Wow. Well, so listen, so before you like started having beers for your treats when you're younger, did you have like a favorite treat? Like when I was a kid? Yeah. Uh, like the, when the, you went to the store, did you always buy something? The, like uh, Yes, yes, actually. And uh, I'd be interested if you remember these. Uh, I think they evolved into Starbursts. But when I was a kid, whenever I, you know, my mom would say, oh, you know, you, you know, Granny gave you a dollar. Do you want to buy a, a treat? Bonkers. Some folks don't believe the super fruitiness of Bonkers fruit candy. They learn soon enough. <laughs> Some folks think Bonkers is gum. 
They know it's candy now. With this extra fruity inside, Bonkers is so super fruity. Whoops! Bonkers. Bonks you out. Some candy! Oh. Artificially flavored. Bonkers. You remember Bonkers? I think I do. They were kind of like Starburst. Bonkers. They were more... Oh. Yeah, they were square and they, they had a square, different, different it was a different color. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I was I liked my my bonkers. And I my earliest memory of like getting candy when I went out with my my mom shopping was yeah. I, I wanted the the grape or the orange bonkers. Yeah. Yes, I remember bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Um you remember flakies? I had half an hour to get my kids breakfast and to school and I had a flat tire stopped at the bank for five minutes and I got a $25 ticket. Finally got home. Locked my keys in the car. Relax and have a flaky on special this week at Loblaws, No Frills, and Valdi. Oh yeah, passion flakies. They became passion, passion flakies. flakies. Passion flakies. They were originally just flakies and then I don't know why they changed the name. You know there's a certain way to eat them, right? You have passion flakies here. Oh yeah, we're gonna uh, okay. I'm gonna show you. I'm okay. gonna show you how I was taught to eat a flaky. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna record this <laughs> because the people need to see how Doug eats a flaky. Okay, I'll show you how. Oh to no, eat. no, no! Should I be filming this? No, no. We're gonna film it the right way. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. You're right. Passion flaky. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the commercials and the the commercial with the freaking robot arm celebrating 100 years. Gosh, so when so when we would uh, you know lunch with my friends and all that, come home from school, we'd stop at the variety store, and my buddy Stuart and I, we'd always get a flaky. Nice, right? Do you remember what they taste like? They taste like um, j uh, dry. Flake of of Crisco with jam and so this is gonna go great with my diet, right? This my is diet, go not my with, diet, but it's gonna go great with this cheap Cuban beer too. So, uh, so I used to just eat it. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, Stuart says, "Fuck no!" Now you gotta eat the top first. There's, right? there's a certain way, right? So you gotta eat this sugared top first. You gotta watch me do it. But... Mm, there you go. Get in there, Doug. Hmm. You eat the sugar top first, and you get all the sugar off. Yeah. And this is going to be great just before I go to bed, too. <laughs> You'll be up all night talking about the podcast really, really fast. You're probably getting yours, too, though, right? No, because I'm, I'm having, enjoying this here. Okay, hold on. But once you do that... Okay, so once you eat the top, yeah, peel the top off, and then you dunk. You, you oh, dunk that's the second part. Interesting. <laughs> so you, uh, oh, you know what? And, and this is funny. I don't know if you do this, and some people might be like, ah, oh, sacrilege. But um, oh, how man. do you eat a cupcake? How a cupcake? How do you eat it? Check that shit out. How do you eat a cupcake? Do you just eat it? No. Usually pull the sure. bottom off. And stick it on top. <laughs> so that the icing doesn't get all up in your shit. You know what just reminds me of a little bit? It might feel like 
this is the right way to do it, but some people would be really offended. Told you you'd get offended. <laughs> you ever seen people that eat a banana by splitting it from the bottom? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so sweet. This is so, uh, you know, the chemicals and the shit they put in this to make it taste so good. Mm, yeah, crack. <laughs> the really good kind. I miss eating these. Um. The flaky. All right, you fuckers have seen enough. That creamy inside is like, um, I don't know. It's like somebody came in my mouth. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, no more beer for Doug. I mean. Holy Jesus. What is that? What the fuck is that? What is that, Private Pie? I imagine if I was gay, that's what it'd be like. Jesus. So, (laughs) before you took it down that that fucking road. What's wrong with that? I'm sure a gay guy would say the same thing. Actually, you know what? If I'm speaking from my experience with my friends that are are gay. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's probably something they enjoy. <laughs> if, they're, if they're a catcher. I know a lot of pitchers, not a lot of catchers. Um, but uh, getting back to what you were saying about like something you really like, like treats you like as a man. kid. These things remind me of this tradition that I we had when I was a kid when we go up to the cottage. Oh, Cuba. We um, we would we would get what we called the stash. Right? You'd be going up to the cottage for like a week, two weeks, and our parents would give us like $20, and we'd go into the store, and we would just buy a whole bunch of fucking junk food. Joe Louis <laughs> yeah. were key. Joe half Louis, moons. Half moons. Yeah. Uh, those c- cake things with the little white swirly thing yeah, on top. Yeah, yeah. We'd go in, and we'd buy like, and, and this is $20 back in the like early, the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Oh, Cuba. Oh, man, that's so sweet. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. But, yeah, and then we would have the stash, and it was supposed to last you. And if you had siblings that were kind of douchebags, they would, like, bust into your stash and steal your stuff and act like, oh, I didn't do it. But, yeah, flakies, you know, a box of flakies, a box of Joe Louis, and some of that shit, and then, yeah, you got your stash. I went to four stores looking to buy that today. Because you wanted to do this bit? Yes. <laughs> you were just dying to do this yeah, flaky bit. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it was like, uh, you know, it's in my mind when I was a kid. Do you think that compares to me sneaking back all these beers in my suitcase hoping they didn't explode? <laughs> <laughs> I looked online. Will a can of beer explode in, in a plane? plane in a pressurized? And they're like, it probably won't. Just probably make sure won't. it doesn't get punctured. So... I had to. I had to just make sure. Do you wrap them in? Uh... I put them in a Ziploc bag. Oh, like a big, <laughs> a big Ziploc. And I also had a little can of the, um, not a can, sorry, a little bottle of the the Coke that they have. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, and this is, oh my God, I, I don't try to judge any any country, but if you don't have Coke, and you're in Cuba, and you say, hey, can I get a rum and Coke? Cuba Libre is otherwise known as a rum and coke. It's a very simple, straightforward drink. It is exactly that, a rum and a coke. But 
It's a very interesting history. In 1898, during the buildup to the Spanish-American War, Cuba Libre becomes the call to arms. Um, as a matter of fact, military base of Jacksonville, Florida became known as Camp Cuba Libre. It was a staging area for American expeditionary forces who were headed to Cuba. Spain capitulates and Cuba is flooded with American businesses, most notably Dr. Pemberton's Coca-Cola. Starts sending their syrup down there and all of a sudden the Cuba Libre is a whole new meaning. It's a Coca-Cola and rum with a twist of lime. They put Fanta in it instead. What, what, what? Fanta. Oh. Yeah, uh, uh, rum and Fanta is not good. Oh my god, 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 I saw hell is what's happening. They're like, we have Fanta or Sprite? I'm like, I'll take the Sprite, please. And Sprite and rum is not good either. No. No, like rum is meant to live with Coke. They are meant to be together. Yeah, rum and Cokes. Rum and Coke is my, my, it was my go-to in the pool, and I like almost passed out in the pool the first day. <laughs> Thanks, Roman Coke. Uh, good times, good times. Great times. Mm -hmm. Passion Flaky. Sponsored by Passion Flaky. Oh. Mm. Sponsored by Passion Flaky. God, just so much cream. And Crystal. Oh. Yeah, Who not have really, been sponsored by so far? Cuban beer. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Passion Flakies. Yeah. And Monster. Oh, I love fucking Monster. <laughs> I've never had an energy drink like that. I but. I had a... Uh, I worked a lot of overnights back when I finished school. First at a gym. I worked overnights at a gym while I was going to school, and then I got a job at a, a shelter, and I was doing a lot of overnights, and I found drinking coffee was just, like, disgusting. When you're awake all night. Yeah. You get gross coffee breath. You shit in your pants every 20 minutes. And it was like, I, I can't be doing this anymore. And I started drinking the energy drinks instead. And I always thought it was really funny that people who do hardcore drugs would come up to me in the office and be like, you know, those are bad for you. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, these are going to royally fuck up my life. And again, I'm trying not to be a giant dick. <laughs> Such a dick, Scott. You're a dick. 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 And trying not to be completely sarcastic, but sometimes it's just so hard. Um, but I, I stopped because um, they would just ramp my heart rate up like yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, not all the time, but if, if I was drinking too many of them, and again, if you're working three, four overnights a week and you're drinking two of those things a night... Not the best of choices, Cuba. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough for sure. I'm wondering how this Cuban beer is going to get along with the flaky down in the old tum-tum. Ah, good afternoon, sir. And how are we today? Better. Better? Better get a bucket. I'm going to throw up. Ah, Gaston, a bucket for monsieur. Well, if you message me at 3 in the morning like, hey, you having a spray? <laughs> <laughs> Spray bros! I haven't, uh, I haven't, um, had sweets in fuck so long that that was just so overpowering. Well, again, it's probably... which, which, which came to, you know, why I related it to that. Huh. Because it's gotta, it's, it's got, I mean, never mind. No, tell me. Come on. It's gotta be good. What, the Passion League? 
12 than the way I related it. Because it, Otherwise, it, why would you do it? It brings back, like, the childhood connection. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. The things you loved as a child or the things that brought you comfort don't always translate to when you're older, but some do. And I got to I gotta tell you, and this is one of my favorite go-tos when I'm like, it's a shitty, rainy day, and I'm just home, and I'm like, bleh. Nothing gives me more comfort than old school, just grilled cheese mm -hmm. with Kraft single slices, mm. a can of Campbell's tomato soup. Oh, a, dip it in there. A bunch of those fucking just old school saltini crackers and just take a handful of that shit, <laughs> crush it up, drop it in the tomato soup. And yes, the tapeworm will be clapping in your body like, oh, look at this shit. <laughs> but... That, that to me is one of those childhood comfort foods and it's still it's yeah. like it's a comfort food whereas other stuff maybe not so much and I mean you focus on the, the, the health aspect of it if you're eating one of those once in a while, it's not so bad. If you're right. if you're cracking one, you know, a box of those open a week, then you know you might have a bit more of an issue. Like what what's going to happen with the rest of that box? 100%. How many are you're taking it home with the feeding your this shit? I'm not you're taking it home to feed it to your kids. No, my kids. Yeah, they'll, they'll love shit. you. They'll love you. No, because then this will be added to the roster of. Eh, I want that. And right <laughs> now it's fucking bear paws, and that's where it's going to stay. <laughs> You gotta take it home. You brought beer. I'm giving you flaky. I will take them as a peace offering. <laughs> um, I, I can't guarantee that uh, that I'm gonna let my kids film see. everything. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a nice quick, 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 <laughs> quick YouTube. Hey guys, you want to know how to keep the passion in your marriage? Just take the flaky and shove it in my wife's mouth. <laughs> She would hate that. Hey. Oh, she, no, you know what? I don't know how she feels about those things. So she might be happy that the box is coming home. I don't know. You know what? Yeah, but what would you give her one? What? What? There's three in there. There's, there's four. There's four. So you got to give her one. Well, I guess if everybody ate one, I don't want to see my like baby. Make it a family one. event. Yeah. Hey, look. This is this is how I was taught to eat it. First, you eat the ice, the fucking sugar off the top. Then you peel it off and you eat this white creamy sugar stuff. I, I gotta tell you, I've never seen anybody eat one like that. And that, that, that it's interesting to take something that you're like you're so sure of how it's supposed to happen and then you see it in a different way and it's like, huh. Now is that how it was intended or is that just uh, I was told by Stuart that's that's how, how you're supposed, supposed to, do to it. eat it. Yeah. Interesting. Wonder if that's like because a, because then you get to enjoy all the different layers of it. Is it like an English thing? You wonder. Well, he was born in England. Ah, uh, makes sense. I mean, that might be how they eat their Turkish delight. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> you ever had Turkish delight? No. Uh, no, I've never no, had it either. I, I just know that uh, it's, it's some kind of dessert that they love. Because yeah. here's the thing. To me, Turkish Delight is forever kind of uh, cursed as this shit thing. Because I don't know if you've ever seen Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. But, like, the yeah. kid, like, betrays his family for some fucking <laughs> Turkish Delight. Anything you'd like to eat? Turkish Delight? And they, I see it online all the time when they're talking about this piece of shit kid, like basically signed over the lives of his brother and his sisters for some Turkish delight. Like it can't be that good. That's a, yeah, that's a jelly chocolate. It's like a roll jelly thing. pastry thing. I don't know. What's, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up Turkish delight. That is like Turkish a, delight. 
There's like chocolate and jelly and shit in it. Right, let's see here. Turkish Delight or Lochum is a family or con 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 confections based of a gel of starch and sugar. Premium. Blah, it looks like it's just some kind of. I thought it was more of a tartish thing like that, but it's. That's not what it looked like. It looks like just like a powdered uh, jelly log. Yeah, it looks like uh, jello with. Icing sugar on it. Ew. <laughs> you don't do that to jello. <laughs> uh. I love Chris's random messages. I made a Mexican lasagna tonight for dinner, and I'm fucking stuffed. Now, if you'd sit now, I read that. I read that in a, a Scottish accent. I'm fucking stuffed. <laughs> I made a Mexican. Did he send it to you too? Oh, he sent it to the yeah the, group the executives. Oh. The executives, because we are executives on a show that he decided to cancel. Wow. Did you? Oh, you saw the thing we did today, right? What? The the little like test footage thing? Oh. Yeah, if you run yeah. you stepping oh. on a what's it called? Cream corn? No, he steps on it. I don't step on it. See the thing he when he cream missed, corn, yeah. Cream, he called it cream corn. I'm like, what 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 goes through your, <laughs> your head? Um, unless you blowing up on the landmine was supposed to be the cream corn. Um, but yeah, it, it was just supposed to be test footage to try out special effects. Right, yeah, and that's kind of he messaged me and he's like, "Hey, I want to. Do you want to do this? Was like shoot some stuff, and I want to try. I want to try. Well, did you just recently effects. shoot that today? Still, we just said that. Oh yeah, yeah, we shot it today, earlier today. Oh right. Um, on. he messaged me last night and asked me if I was interested in doing that, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm in Barry tomorrow. I need to kill time, and so I came by, picked him up because he still can't drive right now. Yeah, and um, yeah, we went over to the park, um, found a nice area with some fallen trees and he had a couple of things he wanted to do he wanted to try and do a grenade blowing up this is a hand grenade when the pin is pulled mr hand grenade is not your friend anymore and uh just like some running shooting things to try out the effect of the bullets yeah, in the trees yeah. and uh it went pretty good but the, the the explosion effect i think was a bit tougher and then he wanted to do the big background with all the destroyed city and wreckage and stuff. Um, oh, that's again, all that was. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah it right was on. just... Uh, well, good. These kind of... Cuba. Still sticking in there a little bit. Yeah, and I mean... It, it, it's like... You're taking a... You know, taking a break from, from something that was... That, that stresses you out, but... You try and still keep the tools sharp. Yeah. You know, even though you're keeping them in the box. And, um, yeah, once, Life. once the, once the studio gets set up, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this. And if he listens, he'll be listening to this too. I felt a little awkward today because I mean, I know you posted about this on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, you know, cool. People know it's good. I didn't know if he'd seen it. And today we were walking and he's like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to get the studio set up and start doing a podcast. And I'm like, yeah. I think it'd be cool, though. It would. I mean... Who says you can't do two podcasts? Why the hell not? Start two podcasts in a two-week period, get it out there. Talk about different shit. Different shit. I mean, this is a generic podcast from film to fighting to how to properly eat a flaky. That's right. It goes wherever the hell this Cuban beer has taken <laughs> us. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you uh, want to try this... Uh, 
I got three cans of this, so I can bring more for you another time if you'd like. This is the non-alcoholic Perla Negra. Pet, 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 whatever that means. Um, do you want to try this, or do we, should we skip? Uh, let's, let's skip the non-alcoholic. Okay, we'll skip the non-alcoholic beer. We'll keep it as a curiosity. I'll have some of this water. What, what, what are we sponsored by here? What the hell is this? Oh, compliments. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to to seeing what he does with his podcast and stuff, and hopefully I can be a guest on it. He can be a guest here. Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, I've got like this kind of easy go-between where I'm, I'm down there all the time anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, it, that's cool. It's a different avenue. It's it is, and I mean, shit. It's, again, this is this is this is uh, attempt one. I don't have podcast experience. I don't know if you do. Well, no, well, a little bit, but Joe Joe got in. We did a few things that uh, you know, whatever. We'll get into some more stuff if you want. If you want to keep going, so I'll ask you this because this is one of my my curiosities. What? was your first experience either listening to or hearing about a podcast if you Jesus. can can pull that one out i uh, really don't know because uh, because for my work I, i'm on, i'm in my van a lot yeah and i got sick of listening to news and radio and bullshit yeah so I, so i got onto spotify to start listening to music and then somehow I got on to comedians mm-hmm. and got into listening to their different podcasts. And I listened to some Joe Rogan podcasts, not all of them, but, yeah. you know, some of them he's got some actors on or sometimes comedian. It depends. Uh, but I don't listen to all of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, and just a lot of comedians. Like Burt Kreischer. And- I did not speak Russian. Yeah, machine. <laughs> all I knew how to say was, on the machine! Uh, oh yeah, my lo- yeah. my wife loves Bert. He's yeah. funny though. I like him. He's got a great. You know, Van Wilder is based on his life. Came here to study the great American art of muff diving. If you want to get wild, I want to take it to the car wash and get it waxed. You know, I want to vex it, vex it. You know, air dry that shit. Yeah. Meet the guy. Who me? Van Wilder. Wilder. Van Wilder. G L A D to meet you. Who puts the cool yeah. back into school? Oh really? Yeah. If you like, look it up and, and look into it. The character of Van Wilder is based on uh, his stories in uh, in university. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Like the more you learn about him, and then you look back at the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see it. Like they got the and there's that there's that whole group that Joe's friends with all those guys, right? Oh yeah, he's got yeah. a huge network of people. And a whole bunch of those guys all have different podcasts. Some of them are good. Some of them are just. I, I the ones I can't listen too to much. is when it's somebody just talking to themselves. I mean, yeah. some people get onto a good rant just bouncing off themselves. Like Bill Burr does that. Bill Burr will do a podcast where it's just him, and I'll listen to it. and I'm like, okay, it's there's some funny stuff in there, but it's I, I like yeah. to hear somebody bounce off of somebody else. Like uh, a couple, few years ago, no more than a few years ago, probably f- it was around the time Jordan Peterson's book came out. The 12, 12, 12 steps 12, 12, 12 yeah. rules 12 steps 12 rules I went and saw him uh, he was promoting the book so I went we went downtown and he was he was speaking and it was just him and it was fascinating but you if you're a sensible thinker and you're a critical thinker you should subject your own thoughts to the most intense critical analysis possible knowing that if you 
put forward second-rate thoughts, you'll act them out, and that will cause you no end of grief. And partly what we're supposed to do in university is teach people to subject their own thoughts to a multiplicity of critical perspectives so that there's nothing left but wheat, right? So the chaff disappears. It, it's a, like a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. like, I love listening to the guy talk, and I love listening to him converse with either somebody who it's, it's very... Uh, it's a, it's a non-hostile conversation, and, and even times where it's like he's got his back put up a little bit. I like watching either of those things, but what, listening to him just kind of go off on his own, it was like, it's just like spinning into these weird <laughs> circles of stuff, because his, his brain is like a, yeah, it's this very singular thing, um, but it was, it was interesting. Uh, so I would never, like, I think one of the reasons I never started a podcast before is because I felt like it would just be me and right. occasionally bring somebody in. Right. I feel like you kind of need to have... You do. Even if one is a sub-personality. Like, if you and me and Chris were going to do a podcast together... I'm Lucky Day! I'm Ned Niederlander! I'm Dusty Bottoms! So together we're... The Free Amigos! One of us would kind of... Probably myself, because I know Chris, Chris loves to talk. Um... He's he's very passionate and he talks in like he talks in paragraphs. I think that's how Joe Rogan once described himself, or maybe it was Stephen Crowder. It's like no, I I don't talk in paragraph. It's like I don't ramble. I talk in paragraphs. Like I speak a full point when right. I stop. Chris is very much like that. Um, but even on Rogan's podcast, he's got I can't remember the guy's name, but there's a third guy, and he's the one who's looking stuff up. And occasionally, oh, he yeah, in. yeah, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to have a, a three-person podcast where everyone's kind of getting an equal, equal swing at the bat. But um, I was thinking about this on the drive over because I was I wanted to ask you that question because I started thinking to myself my first experience with a podcast, and it was back when they were new, newish. This is again back in like two thousand and nine, maybe, and maybe they did exist for a long time before that, but I didn't hear any. Mm -hmm. And back when I was doing my reviews of mixed martial arts, there was a guy doing a podcast. And again, to me, what a podcast was, was a person who didn't want to show their face. Right. Because they knew they had a face for radio. <laughs> so they wanted to, to commentate, but have nobody see what a ugly fucking mug they had, um, which would have worked for me great back then. And probably still now. <laughs> but, um, this guy was just ragging on me in the podcast because he wanted in the podcast to, in the podcast, and I I have an old iPad <laughs> or I'm sorry, an old um, iPod yeah. that had a little screen on it, and I put a whole bunch of movies onto it, and I had all my music from this file, and I'm flipping through the music one time, listening to it, and the fucking podcast was on there. It got mixed in, and I was sitting there once with my wife listening to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy made a podcast, and he was talking about <laughs> MMA, and he, if it's a 50-minute podcast, he spends 25 minutes talking shit about me. <laughs> and then he interviews this Scottish girl who also loves MMA, and who I also knew, and he's interviewing her, and eventually starts asking her about me, and trying to talk shit and get her to but talk you didn't shit know this dude no i'd never ever fucking heard of this guy i mean maybe he'd commented on my videos before and said some shit yeah um but he was pissed at me because i didn't always i didn't know all the terminologies necessarily yeah, yeah. i i sometimes stumbled over things i wasn't sure of because i wasn't an expert in it in in mixed martial arts i was a fan of it i was learning about it and the reason a lot of people liked to watch me talk about it is because i wasn't some arrogant fucking expert who knew everything so the fucking dude was threatened that you were taking his viewership yeah, so I don't had, think he so could have you. 
he couldn't have had any viewership because he wasn't willing to make a video and review the stuff on YouTube, which right. was kind of the medium then. And podcasts were just starting to become a thing. Um, so it was just funny. Like a guy sent to me, he's like, hey, have you heard this guy's podcast? I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, he's talking about you for like the whole thing. I'm like, what? So I went and I li- it's the only one I ever listened to. I don't know if he ever did anything with it, but it was uh, interesting to see like... That'd be weird. That it started there. Oh man, that reminds me. I'll tell you this. I don't know if you know who this guy is, unless you're big into mixed martial arts, you might not know who he is. But have you ever heard of True Gordy? Mm. He's a guy who does. He's got a, a pretty big YouTube presence. Um, he he reviews fights. He talk. He do, goes to like shows. He interviews people. He's like done interviews with like huge people. Right. Um. In in the field, and he's made a career out of doing this stuff and when i popped back up on youtube and tried to get my channel going again and i kind of fizzled out and i didn't really do anything with it but i just got a random message from a guy he's like hey man um i used to watch your videos back in the day you know it was sad to when you stopped doing them you know i started up my own channel and it's done really good for itself i just wanted to say you know like you were kind of a inspiration back in those early days and i was like oh wow thanks cool man and i clicked on his profile i was like what the fuck it was like, him this guy's made a freaking like career out of this shit and I was on the verge of that back then, and I just I chose to go a different way. I didn't want to take any risks, but it was great to see somebody kind of you know making a career out of it. And recently, he did a video about Conor McGregor because McGregor's going through some stuff right now. Yeah. Or I guess there's talk that he's on growth hormone or some shit that's changed his face and changed his body. <laughs> and Gordy was making a video about like how he's worried about Conor McGregor's like mental health because it seems like he's kind of become a bit of a different person. Right. And then he played this this message that McGregor left them basically just ripping them apart like you fucking <laughs> fat bastard you. <laughs> you big heavy doofy motherfucker talking about me you can't even get to the gym you fucking lard ass and I'm like what like <laughs> I don't know but that hey right there that's what we call one of my tangents I just went right off on there well, we've come full circle. We started with UFC and your YouTube and your fighting, and we've come back to it. Yeah, and we ate some flakies right in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> the Batman. Batsman. Batsman. Ah. Yeah, this gets the Batsman. Oh, my God. There's so many Batman <laughs> jokes in there that I never even considered. I feel like that's something Miles would say. Be like, why don't you call yourself Batman? I was like, that's just stupid. How about Batsman? That's even stupider. Okay, let's stick with Biscuit. That's not stupid at all. There we go. We're writing again. <laughs> Back in it. Never left. Yeah, maybe uh, next time we'll find out what your favorite uh, genre is. Ooh. Oh, you know what? We, we didn't even. And we're not going to this time. Don't get excited. No one cream in their pants. But you t- tune in next time. Because we didn't even touch on really movies. No. No. We talked about, like, the shit we've... It was, it we, was the origin story. We danced around it. This is the origin story. That's one thing I love fucking talking about. So, yes, we will save that for next time. So, that's who he is, and that's who I am. That's who we are. Fruitbox Films on YouTube. You can you can check out a couple of the episodes of uh, Those, Those Who, who remain, remain, which we were talking about, that Chris has done. Yeah. Um, what else? Facebook, uh, Double D Pod Show. Instagram. I think it's a good name. Double D's. Double D's. <laughs> Dad and Doug. Morning, Doug. Just can't keep your ears off. 
damn Something right. like that. Just can't keep your the double D the D what is it double D's. You we can't, can't keep. We don't even know the slogan of our own slogan. fucking show. Oh, we're working it out, man. You you you. That's what happens when you drink too much. It is. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Five episodes into this podcast, we're realizing, oh, you know, we should have called it. Fuck. I mean, we wouldn't call it fuck, but <laughs> oh, it could. It could. D- fuck double D's. <laughs> fuck double D's. Oh God. Yeah, yeah that's uh, a different kind of show, ladies and gentlemen. I told you we'd offend you, and that is all. We're like an hour and a half in, so yeah, that's about where we cut it. Probably nobody listening anymore, anyways. Well, I like to think some people would listen for at least the first six minutes. <laughs> or they'll fast forward to the last ten and be like, okay, let's see where these fuckers ended up. All right, well, thanks for coming over. Thanks for bringing the beers. My pleasure. Thanks for your stories. Hey, I've got plenty. Again, like I wrote on the page, does you know, it's, it's sad that it's taken a hiatus, the show, but some really cool people that I've met. So. Absolutely. Cheers, Dan, Doug. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> keep your flaky in the mouth. Keep your flaky in your mouth. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. You too. Good night. Night. It's over. Time for a cold snack. <laughs>